BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. podcast that helps other women find their rightful seat at the table with discussions of health, wellness, beauty, and business. I am your co-host, Jennifer Etter. And I am your co-host, Susan Mobley, and we're so excited to have our first show of 2020 with, I know, with (laughs) Katie Napola here, and we are excited that we could bring her in and start the show off today because we were just talking before we went live about how 2020 is, it is going to be an amazing year. Yes, it is. And let me just go ahead and start off because I can always tell what the the tone of the show might possibly be by how everybody shows up. And we literally are all in some kind of animal print. Of course, Mm -hmm. Susan and I are always... We don't mean to coordinate. We but just we happen. Always do. So when she walked into the to the room I and I saw your pants. Yeah, so she's she's so been snake skin I have pants. snake skin pants and she's got black. <laughs> <laughs> she walked in and she's like, "Are we really like reversed to each other?" And then of course we are. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. And then we saw you with yeah. your amazing animal print. We're like, okay, this is gonna be a this hot is show. gonna be a great 2020. <laughs> <laughs> three so three women in their animal print. <laughs> so tell us okay. more about yourself. Let our audience know more about who you are and what you're up to. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for having me, first of all, and happy new year, everyone. Yes. Um, I was joking, but I think there's like a lot of pressure on 2020 to, to be a really great year with the start of a new decade and all that stuff. Um, but it, it really seems like this year is going to, shake us up a little bit and have us really decide what our values are and what's most important to us and start to create our lives based on that in an even more conscious and aware way. So um, my name is Amy DePaula, like Susan said, and I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Inner Glow Circle. We do trainings for women entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. Um, women who want to learn about the entrepreneurial space and our signature program is a coach training certification. So we really believe that the future belongs to the female entrepreneur. You know, people say all the time, the future is female, but we really believe that it belongs to the female entrepreneur and that we as women entrepreneurs really have the opportunity right now to take our power back and decide how we're going to be paid and to decide how much we're going to be paid and that we get to have this, um, you know, level of 
of involvement mm-hmm. in our lives in a new way. And so we really believe that. And we also really believe that for women, like the, the idea of being a solopreneur, you know, a service provider is so natural and mm-hmm. often um, just an extension of our, our gifts. Mm-hmm. And so we really focus on serving solopreneurs, like women who are building their businesses based on themselves and based on their gifts. And, um, you know, sometimes they identify as being like a public figure or an influencer. And, and sometimes it's more just about the, the service that they're providing and about helping people and, you know, helping people heal and grow and, and create what they want out of their lives. Because I think if 2020 or 2019 showed me anything, it's how much, you know, even amidst all the growth and awareness, how much we just operate on autopilot. Right. And that's just not going to serve us in the long term for our higher level goals. So I really actually loved that you said our natural talents, because we mm-hmm. say that a lot about mm-hmm. like network marketing and what have you. It's just about sharing. And what do you do right. when you find like a really great, you know, product you, you naturally as a female yeah. share tell with your everybody. friends. You want to tell everybody. So there is, there is a lot of natural. And so you said some words I've never actually heard before. I was love, it? A, a entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. I know that was, I was yeah. like, I love that one. Yeah. I haven't heard that one before. And what was the other one? The, the last one you the said. Solo, solopreneur. solopreneur. Yeah. So yeah. tell me more. Like if you were to define that, what is a solopreneur? If you were to say like you read this out of the dictionary, this is what exactly this means. Yeah. No, I mean, a solopreneur is someone who is building a business, but they're largely doing it on their own, right? Right. So it's a one-woman show, or it's a one-woman plus a virtual assistant show, or it's a one-woman plus an intern, or right? Like, maybe there's a lot of women right now, and this is huge in network marketing, and it's huge in the coaching industry, um, and, and far beyond that, too, but there's a lot of women who are building their own businesses, and they're working from home or they're working mm-hmm. from a co-working space or they're working from the fancy hotel in, you know, in their neighborhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. And their, their way of co-working is by collaborating, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like these solopreneurs joining together to create a bigger community, to foster that feeling of working in collaboration and one of our mottos that make me see is work for yourself and not by yourself. Mm-hmm. I love and that. Mm-hmm. such a big part of the, you know, inner circle's founding was when I was leaving my day job and moving into being an entrepreneur, which for me started as being a solopreneur, I felt really alone and I felt really right. isolated. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't going to work for me long term. Like that wasn't actually going to be sufficient for me and how I operate as a person. So, okay, so you guys have a coaching program. So let's say someone like Susan. <laughs> Susan comes to you and and she's like, all right, how can you help me? I'm a solopreneur. Or I'm, I'm, I'm starting out, you know, a new podcast. I'm mm-hmm. starting out to a new business. What would be the first thing that you would do with Susan? Well, I think like, the first thing is always looking at where you are right now and then where you want to go, right? Like, what's the goal? We talk about, um, so the company's called Inner Glow Circle, Mm -hmm. and we talk about finding your glow 
And we define glow as your greatest level of want. The thing you most want for yourself and the world. And so, you know, what happens is like we we go through life and, and we move on autopilot, like I was just saying, and sometimes we wake up and we're like, well, what what am I actually doing all of this for? Right, right. And so figuring out your greatest level of want, the thing you most want, right, which is typically like beyond income mm-hmm. or beyond profit margin or beyond I want to have a big team or beyond I want to have a thousand clients or a hundred clients or ten clients or a million clients. Like it's typically beyond number. Right. So it's almost like the why. why. It's the why. (laughs) (laughs) Our favorite thing that we always make sure we ask our guests is definitely beyond because I think people think that they're doing things for more surface reasons. Right. And yes, those surface reasons may be met, but because if you really are in touch with your why, those surface things are going to work out easily. Yes. But if you don't get in touch with your why, it's going to be a struggle for any success to come of it because you're not really grounded on why you're doing why right. <laughs> you're doing what you're doing. So, okay. So if someone were to get and be a part of your uh, inner glow circle, so does that mean there's now a network for someone to collaborate with or how does that work exactly? Yeah, exactly. So like when you start coach training, you're, you get to choose your class. We always have multiple class times, you know, usually mm-hmm. four or five class times and a lot of times what will happen is the women, like our students will get really close with each other and they'll end up collaborating or hosting workshop mm-hmm. or on each other's podcasts or things right. like that. Right. And so it's a really natural sort of, um, evolution into working together in certain capacities. We facilitate that too. Like we do partner coaching, right. Where you're given a coach throughout the program who is also doing the same accreditation that you are. Mm-hmm. And so you know that they're well trained because right. you're going through this training, but you know, it, it's really this opportunity to figure out what's most important to you and then start to create a path to get there. And like you said, the why is everything mm-hmm. like the why is so important. It's like what we need to focus on every single day. Right. And the, the, the bummer there is like, or really, I guess the opportunity is that like, it's so easy to get distracted. Right. Oh gosh. It's yeah. Like I think it's <laughs> take your eye off the ball or focus on the wrong ball. You know, that's another, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. The distraction actually uh, focusing on the wrong thing. And typically it's subconsciously on, on purpose mm-hmm. to keep you from, you know, achieving what you're wanting to really achieve. Right. And I think also, um, you know, what you pointed out was something that Jennifer and I learned personally, and that was linking arms with someone because, you know, we were both in network marketing as separate teams and the universe kept putting us together. (laughs) And, you know, finally we're like, you know what, let's, let's link arms and do something with it. And, you know, our podcast was born from that conversation. And then from that, we, you know, left one network marketing company to join another as, you know, two women joining as a, as a company. Mm-hmm. So we and realized. it's just been so powerful. Mm-hmm. So I really, really hope that a lot of women um, for 2020 and, and beyond that the idea that you're in competition with yes. other women, which keeps you apart and weakens you. Right. People, women get together. That's where the power is. The yeah. power is actually when, when women get together and 
support one another and collaborate with one another. Mm -hmm. That's where the power really is. And I think for too long, we have allowed a society or an idea that there wasn't enough to go around, mm -hmm. that that's what's weakened us. And that's what's kept us from really going forward. And so that's my wish for 2020 for women. And I know that what you're doing is definitely going to help facilitate that. So, okay, so I want to know, and I want our audience to know, <laughs> talk to me more about your past. Tell me about the road that led you to where you are, because this is obviously very passionate, which tells me there's a good story behind it. Yeah, there's a good story. Well, what led me to this work in the first place, like what really led me to finding my purpose and, and starting my coaching business in, in the very beginning was this restlessness. Like I, I now I call it existential anxiety, but mm -hmm. I really grew up most of my life feeling like, why am I here? What is my purpose? Mm -hmm. What is all of this? Like go to an office, sit in a cubicle, eat some crappy lunch. Go home. <laughs> I didn't understand. Like I really, didn't understand the way that our world worked. It didn't make sense to me. And, you know, I was somebody who was always asking questions and, and naturally challenging those, like, paradigms and how things work. And what happened was I graduated from college. I went to a great school. I went to Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I moved for each New York City, and I had a few different jobs there. I worked in PR for a fashion company, I was an executive assistant for a woman who was uh, starting a boutique consulting firm and running all the, around the city trying to make her happy. And then I worked for an advertising company. Like, I had a lot of great experiences. And my last job was a sales job, and it was in advertising sales. And I learned a lot. It was a, a fast-growing company. But I started to really not believe in the product, and I started mm -hmm. to really – question what I was doing and I, I really felt like I was operating out of integrity because I wasn't behind what I was selling <laughs> right we know that <laughs> and you know a lot of us women are really great at sales and we're really workable and we have a lot of charisma and um we believe when we believe and what we're talking about it's really easy to sell right the second you stop believing in what you're selling, you feel like a fraud. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. The authenticity is definitely mm -hmm. gone, and, and yeah. people people feel that. And even if you you know are saying it's one way, they can it comes across. You know, oh, someone's yeah. being authentic or not. Right. So I just didn't like that feeling. And one day I I went to the bathroom and like called my dad and locked myself in there so nobody would come in and was like, you know what am I doing? Like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm not happy. This isn't, you know, I'm making money, mm -hmm. but I don't feel good about myself. And I, I really don't feel like I'm building anything or contributing to anything. And I was someone who growing up was like very involved, you know, mm -hmm. like I was the president of clubs or the president of student government or writing, writing for the college newspaper and things like that. And so I always had like different ways of making an impact. But once I graduated from college and was out in like the big, big world, especially <laughs> pretty, I did not feel like I was making an impact at all. I felt like a tiny little ant. And I just, my capacity for dealing with that and living like that was not very large. And luck luckily, you know, a lot of people don't have this 
advantage. I mean, I see it as an advantage, but it's also not something that you need. But I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Like I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. So my dad was just like, you're not happy. Like sometimes work is work, right? Right, Sometimes work sucks. It's work. Right. And sometimes you don't want to work and you have to work. (laughs) It's a four letter (laughs) word for a reason sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And still to this day, like I don't love every single thing that I have to do every single day, but I have so much more power and, and, you know, um, freedom mm-hmm. to shift things like the problem when you're working for the man or you know the woman doesn't matter <laughs> the in that situation is that you just don't have a lot of freedom to change things so you're sitting there complaining and complaining and complaining and super freaking unhappy and it's like any same person is like okay then change it mm-hmm. right but you feel like you can't you feel like you're stuck and I was like ranting about this on insta stories last night but you know, you feel like you can't change the situation because you have this belief that this is how work has to be and there's right. nothing better. And how could you ever start your own business? But the reality is that I'm not going to say it's so, so easy. And obviously there's things like privilege that exist that, mm-hmm. that make it different from for certain people than others. And we can't deny that. But I do believe that it's easier than ever start a business that mm-hmm. worked on your terms right for sure I mean with with social media and right. you know the internet and, and everything that for sure makes it and I think it's called micro uh, micro entrepreneurs um, where people are getting involved and where they're not having to have a brick and mortar and all of that right so I'm really curious so do you see this as a a trend you know because what you're speaking of is like conscious business right being consciously aware conscious you know, moving down the conscious uh, pathway. Mm-hmm. And I, I have heard that a little bit coined over the past year or two, that it's more about intuition, being more conscious about life, living in a very conscious manner. Right. And that business is starting to turn that way. And it sounds like that's really what you were experiencing. You were experiencing that awakening of, I can't live this way. I, don't, I can't be a drone. Mm-hmm. And I totally get it. And then not having control. Like when, when you're working for someone else, you don't have control. And that's another thing about Mm -hmm. certain companies that Mm -hmm. we've been with that we've talked about in the past is that you, you're told that you do, but you really don't. When it comes down to it, I can't change the product. If I didn't make the product, Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, change the compensation plan. If I didn't create the compensation plan. And so there's something to be said about really uh, going out there, but do you feel like this is like a trend that's going to really grow over the next decade? Yeah, I mean, I really believe, like, we're in the fourth wave of feminism, and, like, this is it. Like, I think that we're really paving the way, Mm -hmm. and I think that it's really, really closely connected to entrepreneurship. I I, I really do, because if we're sitting out there saying, like, okay, a a dollar for me is different than a dollar for a man, like, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the fastest way to change that is just to take it away from you know, corporate America altogether. Right, right. Like, not let them decide, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we actually get to decide for ourselves. But again, it requires starting with the belief that it's even possible to change things, that right. it's even possible to have things differently. And, like, I said there were a couple parts to my story because there are a couple parts to my story. So there's that first part about, you know, leaving New York City. I ended up going home. I, I, I started my first business, which was an organic spring canning business. Mm-hmm. I called it Full Glow, and that's where, like, the, the glow really kind of started to, to land in and become something. And then from there, I, I 
had an experience where, you know, I was spray tanning all these naked women all the time and (laughs) were really opening up to me and starting to tell me like all this stuff about their lives. And these women would be like in the tan tent. In the tan tent crying. And I'm like, you, you have to stop crying. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to run. Right. Like, you know, no streaks. So I was like, no crying in the tan tent. And then I had this other rule, no self-deprecation in the tan tent. Like you can't hate on your body or mm-hmm. hate on yourself or, Right, because women would get in, they'd say, I just had a baby, or look at my stretch marks, I have right. skin disease, or, you know, I have all these scars, and that's why I'm coming to get a spray time. And people think it's, like, vapid, but it's not. Like, right. beauty is not about vanity at, at its deepest level. It's, mm-hmm. like, really about trying to find ourselves, right. like trying to see ourselves. And this is a lot about, a lot of what my book is about that I'm, I'm publishing early this year. Um, and so... I, I heard the spray tanning company. The spray tanning company led me to coaching because I realized, like, okay, I'm for counseling these women. Like, the, the tan tan is, has become, like, a confessional of sorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the fastest way to – I had, you know, I had a, a, a undergrad degree, but I didn't have a master's in counseling or anything like that. And so the fastest way to do that, I, I realized, was to get a coaching certification. Mm-hmm. And I had worked with a health coach and a business coach, so I knew a little bit about coaching. Mm-hmm. And I just figured it was the fastest track. And I also knew that I could make money right away rather than, like, being in a master's program for a few years. Right, right. And I would wait until the end until I actually had, you know, credentials or certification. Coaching is a totally different industry. Mm-hmm. There's so much freedom in it. So I became a coach. And then um, a few years into running my coaching business, two and a half years, I decided I wanted to scale, that if I was going to make real money and make a real impact, I would need to run a bigger business. Mm-hmm. And so I built a team and built right. a model for scaling, which evolved into our coach training program, which is now accredited by the International Coach Federation, the IDF, which is like the governing body when it comes to coaching institutions. And this year we're launching um, you know, a, a slew of digital courses. We're starting to get into the digital course world and, and we spent last year like q4 pr- doing a lot of production and, and mm-hmm. that's been really exciting too because you know there's people who are on their coaching programs and want to learn from us but don't want to take a second certification and, and then there's right. people who have gotten an accreditation somewhere else and then want to come and do ours but this is what i wanted to say so because i really am about women not being deterred by the challenges in their lives so it, Exactly 100 days, it's like sort of weird, but exactly 100 days after we opened the doors for IGC, my brother passed away. Mm-hmm. And he was 20 years old, and he passed away from an accidental overdose. And it was a huge, huge tragedy. I mean, it, it still is, right? Yeah. Like, it's not something you ever really get over. Right. I, and, and I went through a period of, of feeling very depressed, and right around the same time, I was actually diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease, which you guys probably mm-hmm. know yep. about from your work in the health field right and you know I was kind of everything to try to feel better Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was so depressed and my anxiety was like through the roof and I had started this company I mean the only thing I could compare to for people who don't have a business would be like maybe having a baby and then like you know having postpartum right away or um 
starting a new job and then having some tragedy happen in Mm -hmm. your life. Mm -hmm. And so I started this company and I started this new project. I didn't know it was going to evolve to everything it is today, but I'm somebody who like shows up and and sticks with things. I'm not a quitter. Right. Yeah. (laughs) The extreme. So I, I tell people this all the time, but my business really saved my life because it was the thing that in the hardest, hardest times, and I did have some really, really dark times. Mm-hmm. It was the thing that kept me going, that like gave me something to wake up for on the days I, I quite honestly like was in so much physical pain or emotional pain or so heartbroken that I didn't want to wake up. And so the point of all mm-hmm. of this, like there are some heavy stories, you know, especially like the loss of my brother, and I, I don't want to gloss over it. Right. And it's still very, very impactful. You know, if you've lost somebody that you right. love, the holidays are always hard. Like, it's mm-hmm. just weird. Mm-hmm. You're not having that person in your life. And I'm sure there's people listening and, and that will listen that, that get that. Right. But the thing that's more important to remember is that you're still here. Mm-hmm. Like, you're still here, right? Mm-hmm. And even if you're living with a, a chronic sickness, which I'm sh- I, I know, and Jennifer, you and I talked about that a lot of your audience mm-hmm. experiences or had right. experiences right. that matter. A lot of people overcome things mm-hmm. and then they want to tell their story and mm-hmm. there's products or services or experiences or health coaches that helped them and they want to become that and share that with the world. Like right. me, my whole mission is about taking your biggest obstacles in your life and doing what you can to turn them into opportunities. It's not like I'm ever going to be able to say, like, yeah, I'm so glad my brother passed away. Like, right, no, right. of course not, right? Mm-hmm. The farthest from that, it's a massive tragedy. Right. However, I know that my brother is at peace, and I'm a spiritual person. I, I have a relationship with him now that he's on, you know, the mm-hmm. other side. And beyond that, like, I'm still here. So I get to decide what I'm going to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And whether it's, you know, for that person, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be dedicating my book to my brother, right? Love because it. so much of his journey fueled me, but right. only because I decided to let it be my fuel. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. That's awesome. No, I think that's amazing that you took something mm-hmm. that was tragic and you're turning it around and showing others that not only can you survive it, mm-hmm. but you can thrive through it. it. And it's almost like to honor. It's, mm-hmm. it's like I kept feeling or hearing like, that his passing doesn't go in vain. Like there is something right. mm-hmm. that because it was such a huge uh, and intense emotional um, situation that mm-hmm. that's that's very uh, powerful energy, and you can use that energy to do what you're doing, which is also too. I mean, sharing your story about it. I mean, there's so many others out there mm-hmm. that maybe have can just relate. just lost mm-hmm. somebody, or you know, right. maybe they're still grieving over you know, in a very dark, dark grieving place mm-hmm. that they can, they can look to you and say, okay, I can use this energy for something different. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what you've done. And that's really powerful. That's a very powerful thing. So not that we need to even ask you your why, because I kind of <laughs> feel like we're, we've gotten yeah. so close, but I feel like there's still something in there that, that, um, that we haven't heard yet. So tell me, you know, when, when it was all down when, and, and, you we don't know the, get out of bed. We don't know the future. It could mm-hmm. go down again. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, last year for me was crazy, crazy, and I know for you mm-hmm. too. Um, but what is it? What's your why? What's the what's gonna keep you moving forward when you absolutely do not want to? Yeah, I mean 
To be honest, there's like so many things, right? There's so many things that motivate me, that motivate us. I think at the end of the day, like my biggest why, and I, I tell this to our students all the time, but it's very simple. And it's that, and this is a belief that I have, I've had for years, but you know, I really believe like you are your first and most important client. Mm-hmm. Like you are your first and most important client. At the end of the day, like you're serving yourself. You know, you're creating for an audience of one. You're creating for yourself. My boyfriend asked me while we were on the vacation, he's like, um, like, why, why did you write your book? Mm-hmm. And I said, like, I needed to. I said, right. I wrote it for myself. Uh-huh. I wrote it because I wanted to get the stories down on paper. I wrote it because it was therapy for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I also have a therapist, but, you know, I, I see mm-hmm. when I need to. But it, this was extremely therapeutic. And I wrote it because I had a story to tell. Mm-hmm. But the first person I had to tell that story to was myself. Right. Like, there's so much validation that happened. And, you know, then I, it was really interesting. This is, like, feels vulnerable for me to share, but I'm going to say it because of that. I was talking to him more and more. And um, we, this is somebody I've been friends with for years, and we started dating a few months ago. And he recently, like, met my family and spent time with them over the holidays. And, you know, my, my I have my a business and then my family has a business and I'm not part of the family business, mm-hmm. but everyone in my family right. is part of the family business. And I have a big family. <laughs> and so, you know, he was asking me like, what do your parents think of what you do? What does your family think of what you do? And I'm like, well, I think they sort of get it. But <laughs> and they're going to be like, you know, I, I printed out manuscripts and sent them to our team of readers and I dropped one at my mom's house and I put a sticky note at, on it and I said pretend I'm not your daughter and then tell me what you think I love it. <laughs> because, you know the, the people close to us like that's the other piece I wanted to bring up here I realized that like I wanted validation for my family mm-hmm. and part of where I've been doing everything that I've been doing is because I, I wanted them to see me right like I was oddball in my family <laughs> I Right. Yeah. I'm sure you guys are laughing because you sort of get what I'm saying. Yes, totally. <laughs> right. When you were talking about, does, does your family understand what you do? I'm like, I don't think my family still understands what I do. <laughs> right. Exactly. But you, on the other hand, probably can't understand why in the hell they're doing what they're doing. Right. right? <laughs> people are just like going through the motions, going through the motions. And I don't mean that from a place of judgment. And mm-hmm. not everybody sees it like that. Right. I need to pray to God that I would be happy in a nine-to-five cycle. Oh, yeah, you, girl. <laughs> Every other day, I'm like, I know. why can't I just be satisfied with, I don't know, I know. doing nothing? <laughs> right, or just the, the cycle that people are in. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, like, going to work in New York City at, you know, 20, 22, three years old, and then going to, like, the nicest gym in the New York, you know, in New York City, and on the elliptical, like, just looking at people being like, does anyone else feel like this is so weird? (laughs) Yes. You get us. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And now I run this company and have this community where, like, everyone has some version of that. And I get to talk to women like you. You know, every week I'm doing podcast interviews because that's been a a huge part of our marketing plan Mm -hmm. recently. 
And I'm talking to women like you guys who have been building businesses for years and you're like, oh my God, yes. Like, (laughs) I feel this way. I have this entire network of people. Right. So back to your original question. Why do I do what I do? I do what I do because of Katie when she was five years old, who was like, you know, in nap time with anxiety, like trying to figure out the world. And then I think he was like 14 and like already getting into unhealthy relationships because she didn't understand, you know, what, what to do with all of the love that she had. Like, mm-hmm. and I do it for myself when I was like 18 and, and, you know, got bit, I got bit by a tick and didn't know it and just kept operating through life. And college was really challenging for me in a lot of ways. And, you know, then the girl in the elliptical being like, what is happening? <laughs> Another way. And so I'm creating for myself. And also, like, I know that ultimately, like, I am an imprint of my client. I know that, like, I am a, an avatar for mm-hmm. the women that I'm meant to serve, mm-hmm. right? Women who want to have this robust, big, juicy, fun, sexy, crazy life but want to have inner peace too and make a good living. Like I used to think that was so much to ask for. Now I don't mm-hmm. No. No, Not it's, anymore. it's what we should expect. And that's kind of why we did find her seat was we were wanting to help women see that they can have their seat at the table and have their wherever voice. that table is. Right. And make the table be what they need that table to be for them, mm-hmm. but that they will have a seat at it and that they will have their voice heard regardless, like you said, of, of what that looks like to right. them yeah. because everyone has their own story and everyone has their own needs and everyone right. has, you know, if it's your nine to five or, you know, whatever it might be that fulfills you, but that you feel validated and have that seat yeah, at there, the table. There are those people that, that, that is very fulfilling to have something that is so, you know, black and white. I know between nine to five, mm-hmm. I'm doing A, B, C, and D every day. Mm-hmm. And that, that allows them to not have anxiety and right. that allows them to be, more peaceful and relaxed mm-hmm. inside. And then there's other ones that are screaming to get out of the box or, right. or like me, I, like my husband says, I don't even know what the box looks like, <laughs> but you know, to be pushed into something like that, it just feels so unnatural. Mm-hmm. So that's why we always, we don't discriminate when we say table, right? Like it's your table. Mm-hmm. And we just want you to feel empowered and, and powerful and strong at mm-hmm. that table. And it is also seeing yourself, but I want to take that a, a little step further because it's not only just to see yourself when you were talking about the spray tan, but it's, mm-hmm. it's to love yourself. Mm-hmm. So every right. scar has a story. Right. And, and we need to learn to love that story that created that scar because now it's, it is a part mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. And it's not a negative. It's, it's a, a really no, good thing. No, fighting against it. Right. Go with it and, and, and embrace it. To not compare yourself with other women mm-hmm. who maybe aren't the same age right. or live the same life or mm-hmm. have had the same experiences. Because right. at the end of our lives, when we're all souls floating mm-hmm. around, it's more about what experiences did you mm-hmm. have and, and what did you get from this life? Not, oh, you, you still have a stretch mark. I'm Absolutely. so sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we want the audience to know how to get a hold of you, what is the best way for them to get a hold of you so that they can be a part of your coaching, get into your courses, the inner glow, (laughs) be a part of your circle. Yeah, so there's a few easy ways. You can go to our website, innerglowcircle.com. We have a really, really great um, assessment to help you find out what your purpose is and get clear on what you really want out of life, which you can get at innerglowcircle.com slash purpose. 
And then you can find me on Instagram at it's Katie DePaula. I have a brand new account. And then our company is at Inner Glow Circle. And Perfect. we'll make sure we put yes. that in the, we'll in the comments in the so comments everyone can so find can it. Check it out. So we appreciate you, Katie, and joining us today <laughs> and sharing your story with us. And we look forward to the launch of your book. Yes, we're going to have to read yes, that when it have comes to, out. Yeah. We'll come back on. We'll get back and get you back on the show when you launch it. And we'll do a big launch party on, on the show. And yes, how fun that would that be? be? So fun. Yes. And we appreciate everyone who jumped on live today and watched us. And for those of you that are listening, make sure that you have subscribed to find her seat wherever you are listening to your podcast. If you're on YouTube watching us in replay, then make sure to hit subscribe and subscribe to our channel, as well as if you're joining us live on Facebook, we appreciate it. And we look forward to helping everybody find their seat in 2020. Thanks so much. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.